0: Welcome back to Talking About Glaucoma, the podcast of indeterminate frequency in which I talk with glaucoma colleagues about hot topics in our field. After almost a full year off the air, during which time I have relocated from Vancouver, BC to Hanover, New Hampshire, I am working on catching up with posting episodes that I've recorded over the past two years that are still very much relevant today. My goal remains the same, to produce episodes on a regular basis. Once I get back to producing them regularly, I will be looking at different funding options to help support their ongoing production. This is episode number 22 for February 2014. In this episode, I talk with Florent Aptel, a glaucoma specialist in Grenoble, France, about his work in developing modern-day high-frequency ultrasound as a treatment for glaucoma. Their group has developed a device that selectively focuses the energy on the ciliary body without collateral damage that offers hope as a future early treatment modality as opposed to ciliary body ablation with a diode laser. Since our original discussion, a multi-center study to look at the efficacy as an early treatment for glaucoma has begun, and we should get results sometime this year. I'm Robert Schertzer, Assistant Professor of Surgery at Dartmouth Hitchcock Medical Center and the Giesel School of Medicine in Hanover, New Hampshire, and we're talking about glaucoma. Okay, welcome, Florent, to uh, Talking About Glaucoma. And today we'll talk about high frequency ultrasound, uh, something that you helped uh, to develop. And if you could tell us a little bit about that, that would be great.
1: Thank you very much. Indeed, we developed a new method to destroy the cerebral body. So it's basic, basically a new method to decrease the production of aqueous and to decrease the IOP. So it is a new treatment of uh, glaucoma. So the main objective is co- to coagulate a part of the cerebral body, which is the part of the eye that produces the aqueous humor, in order to decrease the aqueous humor production, outflow, and to decrease IOP. So there are currently... Only some methods that uh, allow to destroy the cellular body, many diode laser. They are effective but they are very poorly tolerated, so they are only used in the last stages of glaucoma, refractory glaucoma, very advanced glaucoma, and and currently they are not used for the treatment of um, PYG glaucoma. They are not an alternative to medical treatment, laser, trabeculoplasty, or filtering surgeries such as a trabeculectomy or dysglauctomy. So our idea was to take advantage of the high intensity focused ultrasound to develop a method that is uh, better tolerated than the currently available method as it can be used in the earlier stage stages of uh, glaucoma
0: i guess one of the big advantages here is the, over the current techniques like the diode laser is that it's it's focused deeper in the tissue and there's no uh, no basically burning of the sclera that we get uh, oftentimes with the uh, diode laser correct
1: yes indeed the um, the the laser is uh, transmitted through the sclera and part of the energy of the laser, of the diode laser, may be absorbed by the sclera, by the processes, by the iris, by the choroid. By contrast with ultrasound, the focal zone is very very deep in the tissue without absorption before and after the focal zone. So absorption occurs only at the focal zone, at the focal point and the locating, the positioning of the device is very precise. So we are sure that we treat only the ciliary processes and the basal part of the ciliary body, but not the sclera and not all the adjacent ocular structures and the tissues. Right, That's
0: a good point, because with the diode laser, we're sort of estimating where we think the ciliary body should be, just based on the one size of probe which we put next to the limbus. I think it's pretty rare that anyone does transillumination to try to figure out exactly where the ciliary body is and even then with the diode we're not sure where, where we're directing our uh, energy. But if, if you could explain to the, the part at the beginning of this treatment, you, you do an anterior segment ultrasound, right? And that helps you localize the, and uh, choose which size ring to use, correct?
1: Yes, exactly. The anatomy of the eye, and particularly the anatomy of the cellular body is very viable. And when we do a diode laser, we very frequently often estimate the distance between the limbs and the, the area of treatment without checking exactly the position of the location of the cellulary body in cellular processes. By contrast, with IFU, we did intersegment imaging with UBM. Or OCT sometimes, but UBM is uh, more interesting because it allows to directly see the ciliary processes, and we had different diameters of uh, therapeutic probes of uh, devices that produce IFO, and for each patient, for each eye, we choose the diameter which is adapted to the anatomy for the anatomy of the eye that we will treat. So it is. Um, we are are sure when we treat a patient that we will target the cereal body of the high that we will treat.
0: How does this differ from previous attempts at using high frequency uh, ultrasound? Because I understand there was was some sort of high frequency ultrasound used in the 80s, and how is your device different?
1: Yes, in the 80s and the beginning of the 90s, an American team in New York uh, Coleman and Fred Lizzie developed uh, an IFU device which was called SonoCare and which was marketed by a, a startup to treat glaucoma with IFU. Uh, it, was, it was very different. First, the transducers of the SonoCare was very big, it was more than 10 centimeters. By contrast, our transducer is uh, one third of centimeter. The operating frequency of the SonoCare was lower. It was four to five megahertz, whereas we used twenty-one megahertz. Higher is the operating frequency, shorter is the focal zone, and steeper is the transition between the focal zone and the untreated area. And the last big difference is that uh, the sonocare was not put directly against the eye, so it was at the focal. Um, the focal length was about ten centimeter, so the sonocare was placed at distance to the eye. And uh, one spot was done and all the device has to be moved and one other spot was done, etc. So it was long and the positioning has to be checked before each spot. By contrast with our device, our device is like a ring so we can treat in one shot all the circumference, the whole circumference of the organ to be treated, the cerebral body.
0: That's great. And it, it actually does it like uh, one segment at a time, but the the whole treatment takes what about about one and a half minutes Was that, that's great okay well, it sounds very promising so uh you're at the stage now where you've done animal studies and you've you've also now started doing this on on humans with with very advanced uh, stage of disease is that correct so what what, what do you have planned next?
1: Yes, we have three to four years ago we did animal studies. Two years ago we started the first pilot study in three centers in France and we treat refractory glaucoma, congenital, neovascular, afaki glaucoma. Uh, Six months ago we started a first multi-center clinical trial in eight centers, but all are in France and we treat now POAG, so less advanced glaucoma. And in the few months, some centers in Europe or in Israel should begin to treat patients. And the next stages is to obtain the FDA approval and to conduct similar studies in the USA or in North America. Thank you so much. Pleasure talking today. Thank you very much.
0: That's our show for today. Please subscribe to the RSS feed at wholewaterrob.com on iTunes, or by searching within your podcast player on other devices for this show. I've created new shortcuts for both the AAC version with artwork and chapter markers, and the MP3 versions that you can manually enter into your podcast player at iguy.tv slash podcast and iguy.tv slash podcast mp3 where iguy is I-G-U-Y. You can follow me on Twitter by going to iguy.tv slash Twitter or by following Rob Scherzer on your Twitter app. Feel free to drop me a line at podcast at with feedback, including topic ideas. And if you have subscribed through iTunes, please rate Talking About Glaucoma in the iTunes store. Please help detect and treat glaucoma by keeping yourself informed. As a reminder for Canadian ophthalmologists, each podcast episode is worth half a credit in section 2 under podcasts. You can also use any podcast to inspire you to learn more about a topic and earn even more CPD credits because learning projects are worth two credits per hour. This will help make up for the fact that teaching in the clinical setting is not recognized for CPD credit. So subscribe to this podcast, tell your friends about it, and bug me to complete more episodes.